Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. But I want to finish that second part of the message, and hopefully you remember breaking the cycle. Breaking the cycle. I ministered to this the first part in the middle of December, amen. And so let me just refresh you a bit, amen. And, and I'm talking about breaking that sin, uh, that hurtful habit, that hang up in your life that you seem to go back to. Come on, am I talking to anybody here? Come on, it's that thing that you don't want to do, listen, but you end up doing. Come on. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Come on, it's all right, amen. We all go through these struggles, these habits in our lives, amen. But if we are to have victory in our walk in 2021, then we need, say I need, we need to break that cycle, amen. Uh, Come on, we want to break that cycle. And hopefully some cycles were broken and healed this past weekend. But if you want to continue to grow strong in the Lord, we need to break the cycle. Now, listen, it's not just uh, growing old, but we need to grow strong. How many want to grow strong in this place? Come on, we need to grow strong. So if you want to continue to have an encounter with the living God, having fellowship with God, you're going to have to get rid of those things in your life. Listen, the Bible calls them these little foxes. Come on, that's spoil the vine, amen. Some of us, amen, uh, it's fleshly attitude. Come on, don't look at anybody right now. Come on, it's fleshly attitude, it's impure thoughts. Come on, there are things, amen, that I, 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 I can witness. There are things within my life that God showed me during that time, amen. That there are things that you need to st- uh, 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 stop doing, amen, you, or, or stop thinking, amen, or, or the way you're talking or the way you're acting, amen. Uh, these things are fleshly things uh, that should not be part of the kingdom of God, amen. If we are representatives, if we are the chosen people, the chosen generation, then these things need to be removed, God says, I'm looking for a church without what? Spot and without blemish, amen. Uh, And let me tell you, fleshly attitudes leave a blemish. For some of you, you need to get rid of some people. Come on, somebody. You need to get rid of some friends, amen. Come on, am I talking to anybody in this place tonight, amen, uh, that put a wedge between you and God? Let me tell you, when I got saved, I had to remove some friends from my life. Amen. And it wasn't, I wasn't any better, but I couldn't be any better with them. I needed to step away. I needed to get rid of those, some of the things within my life. Those things that put a wedge between you and God. And I'm not talking about spouses. Come on, somebody. Those things you got to work out. Come on. Come on. Don't, 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 don't get rid of those. Amen. Those we got to work out. But you're going to need to break the cycle of bad habits and cut off those hangups in your life and stop going back to that sin that entangles you and trips you up. In our text of our two-part message, it describes us when we do this. It's found in Proverbs 26, 11, and also repeated in 2 Peter 22, 22. In the GWT version, it says, as a dog eats his own vomit, so the fool recycles their stupidity. 
The New Living Translation says it like this. As a dog returns to its vomit, so the fool repeats his foolishness. And the Message Bible puts it like this. As a dog eats his own vomit, so a fool recycles silliness. The silly here is not a cute silly. It's not like, oh, you're so silly. Come on, one of the definitions of stupid is this. Making careless decisions. Foolishness means this. Having or showing lack of good sense or judgment. And silly is defined as being helpless or weak. So it is not cute. Also, this passage shows us that we can look religious, listen, on our outward appearance without regenerating an inner change that affects us. Such a person, listen, will soon revert to their true nature. So if we want to break the cycle and not like be like a dog returning back to its vomit, we understood in the first part of the message, and if you were not here or forgot about it, you can check it out on Real Faith Radio. It's on Breaking the Cycle with a subtitle that said, Don't Let Your Dog Out. How many remember that message now? We learned that one way of breaking the cycle is through confession or admission. Come on. Repent, confess, and receive forgiveness. You'll receive, come on, the experience, forgiveness if you do that. David said in Psalms 32, 5, I said to myself, I will confess them to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Amen. So tonight I want to continue on part two of Breaking the Cycle with the subtitles message today. It's entitled WWJD. I mean, remember what that meant. What would Jesus do? Remember that? They used to be on bracelets, bumper stickers, all that stuff. Amen. I think we need to go back to that. I think that maybe some of us will start repeating the cycle if we have something to remember us or remind us what would Jesus do. See, if we're going to break the cycle, we must mimic Jesus, which means that we must imitate or impersonate. Where we ask ourselves, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Uh, would Jesus act on what I'm thinking of doing? Uh, would Jesus say uh, what I'm thinking of saying? See, we have to understand that Jesus was tempted just like you and I. Remember, you got to understand they say that seven out of ten Christians are tempted, and the other three are lying. Meaning that we all what? We all deal with temptation, church, including Jesus. Jesus dealt with his temptation, and Jesus used certain methods to overcome temptation in order to show us how to overcome and break the cycle. In the book of Matthew... Chapter 4, we see Satan's strategy. It's a strategy that he's always used in the area of temptation, and he used it against Christ, and Satan uses it against you and I. And according to the book of James, we will face temptation. I mean, you can take it to the bank, amen. You can be sure of it, amen. That temptation will come down your highway, amen. Now, James chapter 1, verse 13 to 14 says, When tempted... No one should say, God is tempting me. 
For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. The New Living Translation says, remember when you are being tempted. The New King James says, let no one say when he is tempted. Notice that all these translations say when. When you are tempted. It does not say if you're in tempt, uh, uh, tempted, amen, or, or maybe when you're tempted, or, or not someday, or, or not only on Sundays, amen, but when you are tempted. Listen, church, temptation is part of life. We all deal with it. We live with it. Keep this in mind, church, that temptation is the first part of the cycle, listen, that wants to take its course, and it repeats itself over and over again. And here's how Satan works. Let me expose his plan to you. It's the same one that he's been using from the beginning of time. In Matthew chapter 4, 3, it says, When the tempter came, he came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Satan works with three Ds. Amen? I like using three Ds. These just help me to remember things a little bit more. Amen. I remember the three D's, amen, in the Jabash prayer. Come on, when he said to keep your hand on me, what were the three D's there? Come on. God, keep your hand on me so that I can what? I can depend on you, I can desire you, and I can be devoted to you. Come on, it's real easy to keep, amen. That's a prayer that I pray every single day. God, keep your hand on me that I am devoted to you, that I desire you, that I am dependent on you, God. And from there we learn to from keep us from evil. What were the three Ds there? Anybody remember? Man, hallelujah. What are you, what a month does, amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on, Satan, uh, he prayed that thing to keep me out of the lion's day. Remember he says, keep me from evil, keep me out of the lion's day. He says to keep me at what? At a safe distance, to dress my mind right, and make a quick departure. Those are the things. So three Ds, I'm going to give you three Ds again. Maybe you'll remember these ones. Amen. Hallelujah. The first D that Satan throws at us is doubt. Come on, we all face doubt. Come on, the definition of doubt is this, to cause fear or to call into question the truth of or to be uncertain. Notice that the devil told Jesus, if you are really the son of God, you see, he'll always put a little question mark out. He'll always throw a little doubt at you. In Genesis chapter 3, the Eve, told, uh, Eve tells the serpent, we can eat a what? Any tree. But we cannot eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. You cannot even touch it or you'll die. So what does Satan do? He comes with what? A little doubt. Come on, look what he says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 5. Then he says to the serpent, then the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. Come on, in other words, uh, he's saying, are you really buying this Eve? Are you really buying this? That you're going to die? How can an apple kill you? Come on, is this really going to kill you? Come on. Are you buying this that if you bite this, that you will die? Come on. He tells him and goes on and tells him, no, no, no. When you bite of this fruit, you'll become like just God. Doesn't the Bible tell him that? 
Once you bite of this fruit, you will become like God. Today, he comes to us. And he brings and he shows you that fruit. Come on. Can one drink keep you out of hell? Come on. Come, one night on the strip. Come on. Can it really keep you out of hell? Come on. Oh, he doesn't talk to you like that? Come on, he comes with his things and he throws a little doubt. Come on, how can a, a, a little night on the town, how can a, a time going out with your friends and, and drinking a little, how can that keep you out of hell? Come on, fornicating is not going to take you to hell. You're going to end up marrying that person anyway, so it's okay. Come on. Saying Towser, come on, is really one little bite going to kill you? And it makes it seem like, I don't know. You start to doubt. Come on, don't tell me you never doubted the word of God before. Like you kind of question it. I don't know. I don't know about that. God's a God of love, so why doesn't he love this or you know, the devil just tries to twist some things and brings a little doubt. See, God told Adam in, in Genesis chapter 2, if you eat its fruit, listen, if you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. In Genesis chapter 2, seven, uh, 16 to 17, it says this, but the Lord warned him, you may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden. Except of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, when you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. See, Adam and Eve's disobedience, listen, his, their disobedience brought death. It brought spiritual death, church. Sin, listen, sin separates us from God. Romans chapter 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. You see, the devil will always try to cause us to doubt, amen, doubt on what God told us, amen, and just a little doubt, listen, that will cause you to listen and think about it. A little doubt caused Eve to think about it. You know what, I, I think you got a point there. How can that fruit kill me? How can me taking a little bite out of the fruit kill me? Eve should have thought and should have had her bracelet on of WWJD on her. She really should have had that bracelet on and said, what would Jesus do? No, but she had to think about it. And listen, when you think about it, church, it will cause you to entertain the thoughts with the enemy. And when you do that, you will lose every single time, church. Amen. Look what Jesus told the devil in Matthew chapter 4. But he, Jesus, answered. This is what he told him about, you know what? Turn, if you really are the son of God, turn this, this, these, these rocks into bread, amen, this stone into bread. But Jesus answers him, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
See, Eve should have mimicked Jesus and told that serpent, you know what my God said, amen. I'm going to obey the word of God, amen. I rebuke you, Satan. I send you back to the pit of hell. But no, she started having a conversation with the serpent, the devil. If you want to break the cycle, church, don't doubt God's word. You need to simply obey it. Amen. Uh, come on, rebuke. Amen. Uh, and you should go on. Amen. You got to rebuke. Come on. Uh, when the devil says your marriage is not going to make it, uh, you're going to go through this. You're going to say, no, no, no. My marriage will make it. My God said I can, I'm going to overcome it. I cannot overcome any type of drug or anything like that. You got to tell the devil, no, I rebuke you. And simply obey God's word. James chapter 4, 7 says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. See, the problem is we don't submit to God. We submit to our own thoughts, our own desires, our own ways. And so when the resistance comes, it does, it, the walls are broken down. Listen, church, don't doubt in the light what God told you in the dark. Don't doubt it in the light what God told you in the dark. See, from doubt, Satan will always move to the second D. First D is what? First D is what? The second D, he moves us, which is desire. From he begins to fan those flames of desire saying, come on, you know you want this. Come on, don't, don't play with me. You know you want a bite. Want a bite? Come on. Oh, you want some. Come on. He says that. He moves from doubt to desire. Come on. You're going to be just like God. Come on. Don't you want to be like God? Don't you want everything? Don't you want all the blessings? Come on. Don't it look good? You know, it's probably, probably dipped it in water and just dripping. And it's like, whoa. Mm. Oh, my Lord. Probably shaked it a little bit. Come on. Threw it at her a little bit like that. Come on. Don't this look good? He didn't bring a, a bruised apple. He didn't bring an apple that didn't look good. He brought, he, it wasn't an apple, but a fruit. I'll use an apple since we're using an apple right now. So, you know, uh, I'll put apple right now for my sermon. Amen. But, but he didn't bring a bruised apple. He didn't bring anything bruised. Amen. He brought something that was ripe, ready to... And it, it looked juicy. I mean, when, when, I mean, the serpent's like, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> come on, you know you want this, girl. Come on, come on. You know, she probably said, you got any peanut butter? You know, something, you know, it, it looked good. See, it's those dark desires, church. It, it's those passions that God wants to use, but in an ungodly manner. James chapter 1, 14 to 15 says this. Temptation, listen. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Then these desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to what? Death. Remember what the serpent told Eve? Surely you won't die. You're not going to die, girl. Satan tells Jesus, if you really are 
the Son of God. He plants, he plants doubt. Then make yourself some bread, a desire. And Satan even told Jesus, you make the bread, I'll bring the butter. He's really, he knows what his desire. He wants to eat. You got to understand, church, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 2, it says, And when Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was what? What was he? What was he? Was he? Did he say that he, he wasn't hungry at all? 40 days and 40 nights, he was what? He's hungry, starving. Yeah. How about you? Amen. I, I'm, I'm about to... I'm about to turn that rock into bread, amen. It was me, but he was hungry. And, 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 and Satan identified that in him. See, Jesus was hungry. Listen, when the tempter came, see, Satan will always come when you're in need of something. See, after fasting 40 days, church, how many know that you're going to get a little hungry or starving? Amen. Uh, come on. Jesus, Satan knew that Jesus desired some food because the Bible says that he was hungry. Amen. Uh, and he knew that. Amen. So the devil instilled doubt. If you really are the son of God, then use your power to get your desire. Food. See, Satan identifies a desire inside of you. It may be a sinful desire. It may be even be an, a legit desire. Satan comes and he brings a temptation and he starts it, amen, with a suggestion. He always comes with a thought, amen, that you would give in to that evil desire. You know what? Just tell that person off. Cuss that person off. Come on, I know you want to. Do it. It'll make you feel good. Oh, you're right there. Oh, oh, oh come on. You're, someone just cut you off. Tell them off. Come on. Come on. If we can be honest, how many have failed there? Come on. And the thing is, there's no problem in fail. We all fail. But when we continue to fail, there's a cycle that you need to break. There's something that needs to change inside of us. If we've been saved an X amount of years, things have to change inside of us, church. we got to identify those cycles. That's why David cried out. He says, Lord, come on, search my heart, oh God, and find those hidden things inside of me and put me on the path of everlasting. See, if we want to break a cycle, then we need to pray like David prayed. God, I don't want anything to offend you, God. What are those things or cycles that offend you, those things that I keep on messing up, God? Show me those things and put me on the right path. See, Satan studies you. He's always watching you. He don't know your thoughts. Only God does, but he watches your actions. And he comes and suggests a thought. You may say, Pastor, we're surrounded by temptation. And yes, we are. Amen. We live in Sin City. Temptations all around you. Temptations everywhere. Not just only in this city. Uh, but God says, listen, God says that it begins inside of you. So it doesn't matter where you live. That desire begins in you. It's a, a desire that's within you that Satan identifies in you. See, temptation, listen, I want you to listen to this. Temptation always starts in your mind, not in your circumstances. 
Temptation starts in your mind, not in your circumstances. But Satan says, come on. I know you want it. I know you want it. Doesn't it look good? Come on, if you eat it, you're going to feel so much better. But if you want to break the cycle, church, don't give in to your desire. From there, we go to the third D that we all face. And that is the decision phase. The first one was what? The first one was what? The second one? The third? Decision. You forgot already? It works when you write it down. <laughs> Put a note, amen, hallelujah. You'll come with doubt. You'll start to identify the desires inside of you. And now it's up to you, say me, for your decision. You got a decision to make now, church. Come on. The decision phase. From doubt to desire, then comes the decision. This is where you say I. This is where you choose two ways. Listen, two ways only. You can either listen to Satan or follow your own desires, which will bring death and destruction and disaster. How many ever did something that God didn't tell you to do and they brought all kinds of stuff? God says, don't do it, and we end up doing it. Come on, we followed our own desire. We followed, we, we followed Satan and his enticement. We, we followed, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm, I'm going to bite that apple. I'm going I'm to do what I want to do. It's not going to take me to hell. I'm going to end up doing it. I'm okay. I'm a leader. I've been, I've been, I've been to church X amount of years. It's okay for me to bite it every once in a while. And when you did... All hell came at you. Disaster came. And death came because you lost something. And sometimes a little bite of an apple, you can lose your marriage. And for some, we can lose our salvation. It's not a game, church. But he comes to entice you. And let me tell you, his hours are coming shortly where he's enticing more people and he's identifying things. The thing is that we need to get rid of these things within our lives. That way he can't identify anything within us. Now we got to get rid of those things because he watches you. He studies you. Okay, that's, that's, that's her hang up. Oh, that's her problem there. That's his, his desire. And he'll always come at you with the same thing. And if we don't get it right, we go through a cycle. And like the Bible says, we return back to our own vomit. Amen? You can choose those two ways of listening to Satan or following your own desires or you can break the cycle, choose to obey God and gain victory. And that way you don't have to go back to that vomit. Listen, every time we overcome temptation, we go a little higher in our spiritual walk, church. Come on, you feel a little bit gooder about yourself. Can somebody say amen? Come on, you ever did something good for God and said, you know what, I, I didn't give in, didn't, didn't it feel good? Come on, man, I, I did it. I, I could have done it, but I didn't do it. I, I feel so good about myself. Amen, you even high-five yourself. Come on, you get all excited. Woo! Yeah, girl, you didn't do it. 
You didn't bite the apple this time. You didn't fall into it, amen. Come on, you go in. I didn't return back to the vomit, amen. See, it's when it comes to making decisions, we have to say no to sin, no to self, no to the devil, amen. Not this time, not this time, self. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say it, amen. I'm done with the cycle. I'm going to break the cycle. Let me tell you, church, you, say I, you have the power to say no. Because you can do all things through Christ who strains you. Come on, if we fall into sin, then, then we're calling the word of God a lie. Oh, I can't do it, Pastor. Then you don't have God inside of you. You're yielding to yourself. You're giving to yourself. You're giving to the flesh. You're listening to the desire. You're, you're just falling for his tricks. But we have the power Come on, we have the Holy Ghost power, wonder-working power that's working inside of us. Come on, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Church, all of us, if God is living inside of you and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have the power to say no. Come on, somebody say no. Come on, see, you have it. See, some of us have to just use our common sense. Some of us have to use our common sense. Come on, if you fall short every time you go to the strip, the common sense is what? Don't go to the strip. Or every time I go to the strip, I fall, Pastor, then don't go. What's wrong with you? That's your trap. That's your weakness. If you have problems with alcohol, you stay away where they're serving alcohol. Hello? You got to make up your mind and say, I'm not going back to my vomit. I'm going to break the cycle. Back in the temptation of Jesus, Matthew chapter 4, 3, it says, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. In verse 4, he says, he answered, no. He said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see, every time the devil lied to Jesus, every time he tried to throw a little doubt, every time he tried to fan his desire, Jesus said no. I'm going to do it the Father's way. And he starts quoting the word of God. It is written, devil. Come on. Uh, when doubt, uh, when the devil comes to bring an enticement or, or temptation, church, we, uh, come on, as soldiers of Jesus Christ, we need to start pulling out our sword. God has given you an armor, and it's time to use the word of God to fight back, church. Pull out your sword from your armor and fight if you want victory. If you want to break the cycle, church, you're going to have to understand and you're going to have to use the word of God, the Bible, the sword of the spirit as an offensive weapon. That is why it's so important to know God's word. Listen, not just to know it, but you have to apply it and you have to live it. Apply it and live it. Don't just know about it. The devil knows the word. You need to know it. You need to apply it. And you need to live it. And we do that, church, we'll have success. We must spend time, church. Come on, understanding this. That's why it's so important to know that, amen. Because if you want to break the cycle, then you can do that if you live that way and you'll experience freedom from temptation. We must spend time in prayer, read the word of God, and mimic Jesus. 
Come on, some of us, we just have to stop and say, what would Jesus do? A simple question, and, and it will lead you to the right, right direction. Not what Anna would do. Not what Fino would do. Not what Brenda would do or Keely would do. No, no, what would Jesus do in this situation that I'm facing right now? Because if you face it on your own feelings or what you're going through, let me tell you, you'll do the wrong thing. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, how many know that Anna would do the wrong thing? Come on, come on. Fino would do the wrong thing. Come on, Fino does it his way, he's going to do it the wrong way. But what would Jesus do? What would the master do? What would my father do in this situation? What would the Holy Spirit do? Amen. Holy Spirit, what would help me out in this? He's there to help us. He's our comforter. He's our friend. He's our guide. He's our counselor. He's there to guide us through all truth. Holy Spirit, what can I do here? What would Jesus do? Man, we need to bring that phrase back. We need to start bringing WWJD back on our wrists, back on our shirts. Come on, was it just a phase? Or is this something that we need to do when we're facing temptation and going through things? What would Jesus do in this situation? I think if we would take time out and, and ask that question, maybe some of us will save some problems, some headaches by a simple question to ourselves, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? See, as you know, in the end of the story of the temptation of Jesus, each time the devil would bring a temptation, Jesus would simply say no by saying it is written and start quoting the word of God. And as a result, Jesus had victory. And Satan went away and God gave him rest. In Matthew chapter 4, 11, it says the, the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. See, every time you say no, each time you fight back with God's word and stand on that word, he affirms you and he sends care towards your way and God brings growth in your life. And God makes you feel good about yourself. I love what Philippians chapter 2, 13 says, for it is God, for it is God who works, who is at work within you. The New Living Translation says this, for God is working in you, uh, giving you the desire, listen, and the power to do what he pleases him. Notice both of those translations said, at work within you or in you. Who's working in you? God's working in you. He gives you the power, church. He gives you all the power. He gives you the will to do the right thing. Uh, willpower comes from God and giving you what you need to do what God wants you to do. God wants to bless your life, amen. And God has incredible things, amen, that God wants to do in your life. God spoke those things over this past weekend. Spoke it to lies. Spoke it to personal life. Spoke it to the church. Spoke it to individuals what God wants to do for you. But many of us are missing opportunities after opportunities because we are involved in a cycle of sin. From temptation to sin, we go to feeling sick as a dog when we fall into sin. 
And we make the promises that we tell God that we all of us have done it. God, I'll never do it again. God, I'll never do it again. I'm sorry, God. I, I fell again. I'll never do it again. Then the temptation comes again. We fall back into sin. We feel bad about it again. And then the promises come out again. And the cycle begins. And around and around we go like a dog chasing its tail. Church, as I close tonight, let's break that cycle by confessing and by mimicking Jesus. I'm telling you, if you confess it, my God will settle it. If you confess it, God will settle it. Come on. When we face that sin, when we face that struggle, when we face that hang-up that's in our lives, let's think WWJD. What would Jesus do? And let's break the cycle. And let's experience freedom, church. How many are tired of going around and around? Come on, let's be honest. And there are things that we didn't deal with. We come to church, we kind of feel good, we, we clap our hands, amen, we give our offerings, and, and we love God, and there's no, there's no doubt that you love God. But there's that, there's that separation that we fall into. There's that thing that always gets us. Come on, we, we do good, and for some of us, it, it's a cycle. Maybe you, good, you do good through for three months, uh, four months, six months, and all of a sudden you fall back to that same cycle. And you get mad at yourself, and I say, why did I do that? Oh, I should have just said no. And you saw, you, you do the prayer, you get on the knees. You know the routine already. You're good at it. Oh, you get on the knees and, and that same prayer comes out, Lord, I'm so sorry. God, I didn't really want to do it, and, but I fell, God. And oh, my God, you know my heart. I, oh, just forgive me again, please, Lord. You said if I, if I repent, you'll forgive me. We know how to hit the altar. We know how to do all that stuff. And we get up. And it can be that you really meant it. But you never dealt with it. And if you don't break that cycle, church, it's going to come back again. you got to identify it. For some of us, we don't even know it. It just comes and we fall into it. And you don't even know what the root is. It's time to break the cycle, church. And let's move into Freedom. Because it can be this one thing that keeps you out of what God wants to do in your life. Great things. God has great things in your life. But he says, man, if we can just get rid of this one thing. What did he tell the rich young ruler? What did he tell the rich young ruler? Do you know your father? Do you know the kind? Yes, yes, yes. Well, one thing lacks in your life. Go sell all your possessions and follow me. See, man, money gripped him. He hit him right at the root. He hit him right where he says, he goes, you're a good guy. You love me. You know the commandments. You honored your father and mother. You've gone to church. You've done all this stuff. But there's one thing, son, that's keeping you from being a true disciple. Go sell it and follow me. And you have treasures in heaven. What do you do? Let's do it. Start, do you sell all this stuff? Bible says he put his face down and just went away sad. He could have been the 14th disciple. Who knows? He could have had a book in the Bible. Who knows? But this guy 
It doesn't, it doesn't talk down the road that maybe he got right down the road, and maybe he did. But for some of us, sometimes that's all we have is that one shot. Maybe we have something down the road. God doesn't give up on us, but I, I think of that sometimes. If I didn't backslide those 10 years, where would, where would we be if I just stood in church? I know we wouldn't be in Vegas. But what would we be? Would we have a great work or a big work? How many churches would we have planted? I always think that. And then I started thinking, God, you gave me a second chance. And if this didn't happen, then I wouldn't be in Vegas. And I wouldn't see you, you, or the, or the things I'm seeing now. God turns around those things. Church, let's grab the opportunities as they're here because the devil's working hard and you don't know when that other opportunity is going to come. The Bible says today's the day of salvation. Today's the day that we do the things that we need to do. It's not tomorrow. It's not like God, okay, 2021 started. <laughs> we'll just start over next year, okay? Can we wait to 2022 and then I'll commit myself? No, it's, it's, we need to do it now. Amen. Amen. It's all stand.